Oh, praise God. Who's living stress-free in this house? Anybody living stress-free? Praise the Lord. About half of you, so it's a good thing the rest of you came. Praise the Lord. Anybody else living stress-free in the house? Everybody moving towards stress-free living. Maybe that's a better question. Amen. Real quick, let's do that 2 Timothy 3. Let's go ahead and throw that up, and then we'll, we'll tackle what we got to do today. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, verse 1. Praise God. But know this. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to know some things. Praise God. Know this, that in the last days, or, or as the days progress, amen, perilous times will come. Of course, it goes on and talks about, you know, the people being a lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. And, of course, that's, uh, you know, that's what the problem is. is people are about themselves. It's usually going to be about self-serving or self-striving. In other words, it's all about them or all about their, you know, them doing, uh, them performing, whatever. And, of course, it brings these perilous times. And the word perilous means difficult, fierce, or ferocious, furious. There, Not ferocious, furious. There we go. But it, uh, most cross-references will bring out times of stress, okay? Uh, and as the, the word, the Greek word actually bring, means reducing the strength of. So times of stress or those times that really reduce the strength of, of an individual. So anytime, really, anytime stress is, on, is, in the, is present, it, it's exactly what it's doing. It's draining you of strength. And so anyway, that's what stress is, all right? Uh, other definitions, let me go ahead and do this. Um, stress, tension, strain, just in case somebody's saying, what are you talking about, stress? Uh, nervous, weariness, fatigue. Usually that fatigue's by overexertion, striving, or struggle. Uh, an acronym, this is one I think I brought out a week or so ago. An acronym for stress is someone, someone tried repairing every situation solo. Anyway, anyway, whatever. But anyway, it's about, you know. Stress usually comes when you're trying to do everything your own, your own self, you know, and that's the problem that we have. And so what we've been talking about uh, over the last several weeks, in a way, is talking about our personal connection with God. And really, uh, really it comes down to, you know, the, the key to stress-free living is your connection with God. I mean, that's just the facts, okay? Otherwise, we're going to live just like everybody else lives, okay? So if we're not going to connect with God, all right? So uh, anyway, uh, what I did, uh, I just you know, look some more things up about stress here this week. And, and uh, so I just kind of wrote down a little definition of, of what st- how they define stress. Um, maybe somebody uh, technically could say it a little bit more, use a little bit more bigger terms and stuff, but I just kind of broke it down and made it simple. Uh, stress is how the brain and body respond to certain demands. Okay, that's what it breaks it down. It's uh, by triggering a particular uh, biological response. Uh, no one perceives, pardon me, when one perceives a threat or a major challenge, chemicals and hormones surge through the body. Okay, the body's de- defenses, and that's what's happening, is your body's defenses are kicking into high gear in a rapid automatic process known as the, uh, the fight or flight reaction or what they refer to as the stress response. Okay, and it's, it's the body's way of protecting itself. So anytime there's, you know, a major challenge or a major threat, that's when, you know, all these, you know, hormones and chemicals begin to go into action. And usually it's a, uh, a combination of, uh, you know, your, your brain telling it what to do. Your body then begins to do what it's supposed to do. And the whole idea is to put you in survival mode. The problem with that, the problem with that, okay, is that long-term stress becomes very harmful uh, and, and it's linked to uh, a majority of the uh, uh, health issues that we have, okay, and that's that's the problem with this, okay, because a lot of people live stressed all the time, okay, and it impairs one's mental, 
and physical health, okay? So that's just kind of broke down. There's a lot more to it, and I'm sure somebody could define it even better. But uh, the bottom line is, when you stop and you think about it, it's just the body trying to do what the body's supposed to do to protect you. Come on. The problem is, okay, is that uh, we're allowing ourselves to stress out more than we should. Come on now. And way too often. So we live more stressed than we do stress-free. Stress-free. There we go. And so, uh, you know, when you kind of look at how stress comes about, it really starts with a thought. It starts with, you know, where, you know, something happens, all of a sudden your mind wraps around that and takes off with that, and the next thing you know, your brain does what it's supposed to do, and it starts telling your body to do what it's supposed to do, and it just goes into, you know, survival mode just to protect yourself, you know. And the problem is you just can't live with all that happening in your body all the time. Okay, so anyway, that's just kind of a breakdown of it. So with that said, uh, tonight I want to go to um, uh, a common text. I want to go to Proverbs 3, uh, verses 5 and 6. Again, a, a, a common text, but we're going to kind of look at it in the light of, uh, of what we're talking about being, you know, living stress-free, praise God. How many know we, gotta, we have to live in His power, not our power, right? I mean, really, when you kind of break it down, it's what, that's why we want to connect with God, because the idea is to... You know, to lean on Him, to, uh, to, to, you know, to draw our strength, to draw answers, to draw direction, all kinds of things, to draw from Him uh, and not just live on your own power, amen, but live on Him. So that's the idea of it. And so uh, Proverbs 3, uh, verse 5 and 6, please. Let's just read it through and then we'll kind of jump into this. Trust in the Lord with a portion of your heart. Okay, with what? With all your heart, praise God, amen. Uh, so, and lean not on your own understanding. And right there, there's the, there's the, there's the problem, okay? If we lean on our own understanding uh, instead of trusting in Him, then we're going to have issues. Am I right? I mean, that's just the facts, okay? We're going to have, and, and really, that's where, that's where, that's where most, you know, most people go. They lean on their own understanding. And, uh, you know, God, uh, God didn't say to remove your mind. He said to renew your mind, right? Come on. Okay, so we're not asking everybody to be stupid, you know, we're not asking everybody to not think, come on now, uh, but, but the problem is, is we, um, you know, we were designed um, to have answers, okay, um, you know, who we are as, as human beings, as, you know, uh, made in His image after His likeness, uh, we were designed to have answers, okay, so uh, what happens is, you know, we have all kinds of things going on that creates all kinds of questions or all kinds of uh, blank, blank answers. Come on, somebody, because of something going on. And uh, if we're not trusting in the Lord, we're going we're to we're gonna make up an answer. Come on. And sometimes, and it's not that sometimes your, your answer ain't right. We're not saying that every time, you know, you, 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 know, you answer the question that, that you're wrong. But when you lean on your own understanding, it's inevitable somewhere along the line, you ain't going to get it right. Come on now. And the idea is that when you start drawing from your own conclusions, start with reasonings and, and all the things that goes on, maybe due to circumstances, due to your past, due to, you know, things that you've been through, whatever. I mean, all kinds of ways of drawing information. But then we start formulating our own answers. And the problem with that is it's now you, uh, you know, starting to do everything in your power, your ability, amen, by, by your own smarts. Come on, somebody. And the next thing you know, we're stressing out, we're overworked, 
or burnout, all them other things, okay? So uh, we're not to lean on our own understanding. We're to lean on, on his. If anything, we could say we could lean on spiritual understanding. You know, maybe it's another way of saying it, which we might, we might pull up that verse here in a bit. Uh, but let's go to verse 6, okay? So trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on your own understanding. And in all your ways, okay, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths, okay? So uh, this is how it works. So in all your ways, uh, in fact, uh, I tell you what, uh, uh, Mike, I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll go ahead and use the verses that are below that, the bottom part. We'll, I think we'll come at it from this angle. So let's, let's define some things first. So let's define this verse here. We'll go back up to verse 5 in a minute. But all, all your ways, okay? Now some of us, of course, have, have heard this by, you know, I'm sure many of you in here, you know this verse. A lot of people have, have this text uh, you know, verse 5 and 6, you know, uh, you know, and you might have it on a plaque, you might have it on your desk or some kind of, you know, whatever, because this is a pretty common verse. Uh, but in all your ways, okay, acknowledge him in all your ways. Now, the word ways here just means the course of life, mode of action, your manner of living. Uh, as you're going on, as you're walking this thing out, as you're living this thing, the word also refers to um, conversation, too. So, uh, the Hebrew word there also refers to your conversations, so not just your manner of living, but also, you know, as far as how you walk it or your behavior, but also words, action, all that stuff is involved in it, okay? So in all your ways, we acknowledge him, okay? So along every day, just in everyday living, so he's just trying to say in everyday living, learn to stop, pause, and acknowledge him, okay? In everyday living, all right? Uh, in all your ways, everybody say in all your ways. See, in all your ways, see, you, you, you begin then to acknowledge him. The word acknowledge means just give recognition. Get this, it means to make confession of or declaration of consent or authorization. So in other words, you're just stopping once in a while just to recognize he's God. You're just stopping once in a while and through your words, stopping and say, Lord, I just want to tell you I love you. I just want to say, Lord, I just, I just want to thank you. Come on, somebody. See, it just, you just start learning as you're going on throughout the course of a day. Just learn to stop and acknowledge. If we could just learn to do that, you're going to do less leaning on your own, your own understanding. Come on, somebody. What we're doing here is trying to give God a place. Anybody hearing me? Remember, it's your connection. Otherwise, without the connection, you're, you're just going to be like everybody else out there. I mean, just because you know Jesus... And just because you're heaven-bound don't mean you, you, know, you ain't going to live a stressed-out life. Anybody hearing me? Because there's a lot of people that know Jesus that never lean on him. Just making sure I'm in the right house today. Amen. So just because we know Jesus don't mean that you, you, you stop and you commune with him and fellowship with him. Amen. See, the idea is what he's trying to bring out here is that, you know, along the, your mode of living, along your, your everyday living, whether your, your behaviors, your actions, your, your conversations, and you learn, just learn how to stop once in a while and just say, Lord, I just want to tell you I love you. Lord, I just, want to, I just want to tell you I'm thankful. Amen. Maybe you're dealing with something going on. But I just want to tell you I'm thankful that, that you, you, you lead me and guide me. Come on, somebody, right? I just, I just want to, I just want to thank you, Amen. I just want to, I just want to tell you I love you. You know, I just want to acknowledge. I just want to tell you, Lord, I'm listening, Amen. What are you doing? You're just, you're just recognizing it, right? I said you're just recognizing it. You're just stopping once in a while and just giving Him a place, all right? 
And by doing that, what you're doing is you're, 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 it's like you're, you're settling down. As a matter of fact, look, give me a few verses here. Let's do that uh, Psalms 91 and 2. Let's put that up. We'll put a few verses here, and then we'll, uh, I will say of the Lord. This is what David is talking about. He says, I, I'm going to acknowledge God here. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge. Amen. You're, amen. You're my refuge, Lord. You're, you're my fortress, right? Come on. You're, you're the one I'm going to trust in. What's he doing? He's acknowledging him. He just, he just stops and just, I just want to tell you, uh, you're the one I'm going to lean on. You're the one I'm looking to. You're the one I need answers from. You're the one that leads and guides. You're the one I'm going to trust in. Amen. And it, there, it's not hard, but it's just learning how to do that on a day-to-day basis uh, throughout your day, just taking some time along the way, come on, along the way, just acknowledging him. It makes a huge difference. And, and, you know, what it does is it kind of pulls you out for a split second or two. It just pulls you out of your, out of your mode of living. Does anybody hear me? I mean, because you're going, you're doing, and, you know, we're creatures of habit, you know. We, uh, uh, we have a tendency to just, you know, we just kind of plug her in and go, man. We just do our thing, and, and then, you know, fine, and then the day's done. We go to bed, get up, and then start it all over again. You know what I mean? And if you don't watch it, you know, you're kind of now, you know, you're, you're doing everything in your ability, in your power. And that's why people end up stressed out. So God just says, you know, learn to acknowledge me. So uh, that's what David's doing here. Give me uh, that, uh, I got another one there in Psalms, I believe, right? Is it Psalms 46? Thank you. Be still and know. What, what's he talking about? Acknowledge him. To be still, to pause. Amen. To, to, to stop and hesitate for a minute. Amen. And know that I'm God. So that's, that's exactly what he's talking about. Same kind of thing, just another way of saying it. Amen. So you learn to just stop. Just learn to be still once in a while. Just take a, take a moment or two. Just, I mean, you, you get out of the truck, shut the door, and just stop for a second. Just, Lord, I just want to tell you I love you. It only, take, it only takes just a few seconds. But that few seconds was enough just to slow you down. Amen. Make an acknowledgement. Praise God. Amen. Because the idea is if you acknowledge him, amen, now he, you've given him a place to lead. You know, because you might be amazed at how many times God's probably trying to talk to you. Now, we don't like to think we have, a, you know, an ear to hear every time he says something. And, and, I, and not to saying that you can't get there. I believe you can. But I, but I believe there's a lot of times because we just get so going and just got to take care of business. And, man, just got so much on my plate today. And blah, 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 blah. We just kind of like a... And then you get done with the day, and then, you know, then we want to stop, and we, you know, and hopefully, you know, you at least take some time in the evening or some time in the morning and, and give God praise or whatever, however you do your day. But just something about during the day, along the way, just stop, acknowledge Him. What you're doing, see, is you literally like shut down everything that you're about to do just for a split second. What you done? Just giving Him place. Come on now, it's just giving him place. That's what he's talking about there in Proverbs 3. It just gives him place, all right? And it's not complicated. You know, we think that, okay, I got I to gotta find a place where I can drop to my knees and go into a deep intercession. Durst thou knowest that I love a thea. Come on now. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, it ain't like, sometimes just stop and just say, Lord, I just want to tell you I love you. Thank you for my day. Thank you for what you're doing in my midst. Amen. Just want to tell you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for leading me. Thank you for, for that I walk in the blessing. I mean, whatever it is, just stop every now and then. Just, just make an acknowledgement. Amen. 
Come on now. All right, give me a, there another one. I, th I thought I had another one in there. Did I have another one like in James? A common text, you're right. Draw near to God, right? And what happens? He, what? Draws near to you. And then, of course, it goes on to cleanse your hands. Amen. Purify your hearts. Amen. So that's, amen. There's a the thing to do, but the draw near. Amen. Just another way to say acknowledge God. Draw near. What happens when you draw near? I say, what happens when you draw near? That's a promise. So what you've done is you stop, pause, amen, acknowledge, amen. You're move, making movement toward him. And every time you do that, he makes movement towards you. So what you've done is you've given him place, amen. He can lead, he can guide, he can direct, praise God. Okay, praise God. Back to, back to Proverbs 3 and verse, uh, verse 6, please. Proverbs 3 and 6 again. So he says, uh, uh, acknowledge him. Can you give me that? Proverbs 3, 5, there it is. In all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him and what will happen. I mean, no, it's a promise. In all your ways, as you're along the way, you acknowledge him and it says he shall, what? Direct your paths. Now remember, uh, put verse 5 up there again. Let's don't lose sight because he said, trust in the Lord. So if you're going to trust God, let's trust in him. Come on. Because if you're not trusting on him, you're trusting in something else. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, right? And then lean not on your own understanding. Verse 6 again, just come on, let's not lose sight of this. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Why? Because you're not going to lean on your own understanding. I'm going to trust in him. I'm not leaning on my own understanding, so in all my ways, amen, I'm going to learn how to pause once in a while and just acknowledge him. Anybody had a stressed out moment in the last day or two? Don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, you don't have to say anything or raise your hand, but Scott's over there going, yeah, right here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And don't get me wrong, there are things that go on, things that want to steal your joy, things that want to take you down, take you out. Come on, we know that. We're not denying any of that kind of stuff. Uh, every now and then something goes wrong, something happens, whether it's demonic or whether it's just people being people. Come on, somebody. Or machinery being machinery. All kinds of stuff, right, that happen. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's better once in a while just to stop, amen, and go, uh, Lord, thank you. You got my back here, amen. Thank you, Lord, amen. Acknowledge in all your ways, acknowledge your ways, acknowledge him. And it says he, amen, will what? Direct your paths, praise God. So let's, let's look at some definition on this. So he shall direct your paths, okay? So the word direct, okay, just it, it means to make smooth, okay? To lead, guide, or to make smooth, uh, to, make, to make your path straight or even or right. I thought this is pretty amazing, right? To make it pleasant, and here we go, and prosperous. So, in all your ways, you acknowledge him, and then he begins to make, okay, to make smooth, come on, to make smooth, to make straight, even, right, pleasant, prosperous, your paths. So, it's not just, listen, it's not just, it's not just that, you know, he's telling move right, move left only. There's, we're not taking away from that. That's exactly what happens. But he also can shift and change some things. Remember, we believe in a God that nothing's impossible. 
We believe in a God, amen, that, that told us that everything in the natural realm is subject to change. So by learning to stop and pause, God could say, you know what? I could just change that. I, just a thought, right? I mean, but you're giving God an opportunity. Have you ever done that where you just kind of stopped and, and then you started back in it and the next thing you know, it's all working now? I mean, that's how it's supposed to work for you. It may not work that way for everybody in the world, but that's, supposed to, that's how it's supposed to work for you. I mean, he'll make, he'll make it smooth, right, amen, clear, prosperous. Come on, somebody. He'll make it work, praise God. Amen. Something about it when you just learn to acknowledge him. Amen. And the word paths, of course, just means our travels or our steps along the way. Literally means our race to run. Amen. So he will make straight your paths, your steps. Amen. Your race to run. Amen. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be pressures ahead, but, but in the midst of the pressures, when you stop, acknowledge him instead of stressing out. Come on, somebody. You might be amazed how all of a sudden it just shifts, turns, and is made right. Amen, right? Just give him place. Sometimes the only thing that happens in our, or I should say that, that doesn't happen in our life is we just don't give him a place. You know, many times, you know, I'll use this as a, as a statement, but, I mean, we might be amazed at how many miracles we've missed out on because we just didn't stop and give him a place. Well, God could just interrupt me if you want. He ain't going to interrupt you. Haven't you figured that out yet? God ain't going to interrupt you unless you learn to stop and pause and say, Lord, do I need to be interrupted? I'm serious. I mean, you know, if you keep your ear out there, yeah, you'll hear him talk. But you have to understand that most of the time we don't, we don't let ourselves get interrupted. We're too busy. We get to going and doing. And we miss some of the little, the little stop, the pauses and the moments that God's trying to make your, your path straight. It's awful quiet in this Holy Ghost house. Come on now. You know, it's just the facts. I mean, we, we are, we are so, so locked on sometimes with our day that we, we don't stop and just give him a place. I mean, that thing that, you know, that kid problem, that financial problem, that health issue. You might be amazed just by stopping once in a while and just say, Lord, thank you. You're the healer. Thank you. You're the deliverer. Thank you. You're my provider. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're, you're God over my kids, too. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, right? And it, just, it might be just at that moment right there, the Spirit of God just give you a verse, or he might give you something to declare, or amen. He might tell you, he might just give you a little insight on something that you could do, amen, and just shift that thing, and all of a sudden, no, no opportunity for stress. Come on now. Now God's got place. Come on, right? Are you glad you came out on a Wednesday night? I'm glad you came out. Let's look at a couple verses here. Verse, uh, Psalms 37, put that up real quick. Let's just kind of run. Uh, Psalms 37. Let's go back down to the bottom there. Psalms 37. And uh, verse, uh, give me verse 23, please. Sorry about that. I know I gave her a list of verses. Said we might, we might flip this upside down a little bit. So Psalms 37 and 23 just says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Right? Come on. Right? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he, what, delights in his way. How many know God wants to lead? 
That's all. I'm, I'm just giving you some verses here. God wants to lead. Uh, verse, uh, chapter 32 and verse 8. I, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, the word says. Come on, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Amen. And I will guide you uh, with my... I mean, you can, get, you can get so good at it when God, you stop, God just start kind of giving you the little... Come on, I mean, it gets so good, he just kind of looks over here, just you know, over here, just move over there. Yeah, come on, right? I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I, I don't know, I think that's cool. Amen. Uh, Micah 4 and 2, uh, let's put that up on the verse, or up on the board there, please. Uh, Micah 4 and verse 2, I think is what I got. Thank you. Many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion, the law shall go forth, and the word of the Lord uh, from Jerusalem. He will teach us his ways, and, he, and we shall walk in his paths. How I many know oh, God's trying to lead? I said God's trying to lead. How about Isaiah 48? Let's do another one. Amen. Praise God. Isaiah 48, 17. I love this verse. Amen. Isaiah 48, 17. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God. Here we go. Who teaches you even to profit? Now, that doesn't mean to be like a prophet or a prophetess. Literally means to profit as increase. God wants to teach you to prosper and increase. That's what it means, okay? In other words, if, if anybody should be profiting, it should be you. If anybody should have the right job, it should be you. If anybody's going to get that deal, it should be you. Come on, somebody. If anybody knows when to buy and when to sell, it should be you. If anybody knows you know, to be in the right place at the right time, it should be you. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, it should be you. Hallelujah. That's right. Hallelujah. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. See, God is always trying to lead us. Are you still with me? Uh, Psalms 25, let's give, do another one here, Psalms 25. I, I, we could do this all day long. Show me your ways, O Lord, amen, and teach me your paths, amen. Verse 5, I believe I gave you verse 5. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. The point being is there's verse after verse after verse. God is wanting to lead you. God is wanting to direct you. Amen. If you will just stop once in a while, pause and acknowledge him. Amen. The word says he will direct you in your paths. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? Huh? Romans 8 and 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. God is wanting to lead. Whew. What would happen if we were always in the right place at the right time? I mean, really, think about it. What if, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes something happens, you go, man, how come that happened for him? Now, not that you got to get jealous and all that kind of mess and all, you know, get, you know, envious or that kind of stuff. That's, nah, we don't want to go there. But the bottom line is like, man, I should have been there. I should have been, I, I, I should have been, I should have been there. Amen. Come on. Well, praise God. God says, well, I, I tried to tell you. I mean, I think about how many times the Spirit of God is just trying to lead us. Amen. And, you know, don't go down 3rd Street, go down 5th Street. Come on, for what? Why? Well, just go down 5th Street. Amen. You might be amazed what's down 5th Street. Amen. I've, done, I've had these things happen in the grocery store, right? You know, go down aisle 7. Aisle 7? That's not, a, that's, not a, that's not an aisle I want to go down. 
Go down aisle seven. And sure enough, get down aisle seven and look who's there. Where have you been? You ain't been in church for a while, buddy. I know, Pastor. Well, it's a good thing I came down aisle seven. Come on, somebody. Amen. It's just amazing what God wants to do. Amen. God wants to lead you. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants to lead you. Amen. Okay, so now let's do this. Okay, Michael, now let's go back to uh, verse 5 of Proverbs 3. Amen. We kind of flipped it here tonight. So, you know, thank you for giving me a little patience on that. Uh, so let's look at verse 5 again. Okay, so what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to trust in the Lord with all our heart, right, and, and to not lean on our own pea brain, right? Come on, right? Uh, amen. Or not to lean on our own understanding. Amen. So, uh, uh, you know, the temptation is always to lean on our own understanding, okay? But you have to understand that when you're always going to lean on your own understanding, then you're not really trusting in the Lord with all your heart, okay? You're, you're leaning on you, okay? And again, as I said earlier, it's not that you're, it's not that you're always wrong, but if you, if you don't get in the habit of leaning on Him, trusting in Him instead of your own thinking all the time, uh, you're going you're gonna to end up on some road you ain't got no business being on. And you're going to end up with results you don't want. Next thing you know, you're stressed out again, all worked up. Uh, you know, you're all, uh, you know, whatever, all kinds of the, you know, things that happen as a result of that. So look at your neighbor and say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. All right, so, okay, so let's, let's, let's define some of this, all right? So trust in the Lord, all right? So what's the word trust? Really, the word trust really is kind of a, uh, the, kind of the same as uh, the new covenant word faith, really, okay? But it means a confident belief or a confident expectation in, okay? It means a firm, I love this, a firm certainty, okay? So I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to have a firm certainty in Him. Come on, right? All right? It also means, amen, uh, a depth of assurance, a depth of assurance, amen, a reliance or a dependence upon, okay? So a depth of assurance, amen, reliance, and dependence upon. So if you're trusting in the Lord, you're going to have a depth of assurance. You're going to put your assurance in Him, your reliance on Him, your dependence on Him. Come on now. So I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to depend on Him, amen. I'm going to rely on Him. I'm going to be confident in Him. I'm going to be assured of Him. Come on, somebody. I am going to lean on Him and not my own self. Come on, because I'm done with being stressed out. Anybody done with being stressed out? Yeah. Okay, so, so right, so I, my connection with Him is key. So He's my source. He's my answer. He's my solution. He is the one, amen, who I want to lean on, right? Come on now. Listen, nothing deep about this, but this is why we're talking about it. You know, it's a simple thing. Sometimes we think Christianity has got to be so complicated. It ain't complicated. It's just, you just got to discipline yourself a little bit about, about learning to stop and acknowledge Him a little bit. Amen. About literally saying, listen, if I trust in Him, then maybe I should. You know, if I say I trust in Him, then maybe I should. Right? If I say I have faith in God, then maybe I should have faith in Him. Right? Listen, we're not, we're not condemning anybody. We're not picking on anybody. We've all been here. We've been at times we've gone along and then realized and pause and stop and go, I'm really not trusting God here. There are times, uh, you know, I can't even, you know, 
over the years, you know, you stop and, you know, I have, I'm, I'm in prayer, uh, you know, in the mornings. I like to get up early and pray, and I, uh, that to me is my, I love my quiet time. Come on, so, uh, so I'm communing with God, but then, but it's no, even in, your, even in that time, being spiritual. Come on, all of a sudden that thing that you got to do. Come on, that thing you got to get done today. That list of things you've got to get done today. That list of things you've got to get done this week. And if you don't watch it, you're sitting here, you're, in, you're, on, you're on autopilot, especially for some of us spirit-filled folks. Come on now. You could be praying in the Holy Ghost, think you're getting a jo- job done, and the whole time you're unplugged. Come on now. I'm serious. Come on now. I'm, I'm encouraging you to keep praying in the Spirit, but I'm just... But sometimes we unplug, and we're, while we're praying in the Holy Ghost, we're, we're over here thinking about what's going to happen in an hour or two, or we're thinking about something that's got to get done you know, before this evening, or, or whatever. Come on now. We've all been there. And uh, so I remember a lot of times you know, just praying and going along, and I catch myself doing that. And I'll stop. I just, what I do is I stop, and I just say, Sir, I apologize. That's what I do. Okay, you can do whatever you want to do. Okay, but I, I stop and I say, sir, I apologize. Because if I was doing that to you, I said, if I was doing that to you, come on, right? I would, you know, I would owe you an apology. Rick, you're talking to me, and I'm just kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty soon you're going to go, dude, I'm right here. Are you listening? Rightfully so, right? So we go along thinking it's okay to do that to God. Well, God understands. Understands what? That you're too busy for Him? Huh? He understands that you you have a lot of things that He'd like to talk to you about. (laughs) Like to help you with. And you're too busy trying to figure it out in your own head. Come on, right? So sometimes in these things, we, we, over, we, we make it way too complicated, and the whole time we got stress-free living, uh, you know, uh, we got the ability to live stress-free, and the whole time we're remaining stressful because we're still trying to figure it all out. And I'm not taking away the fact that you love God or don't love I'm not saying that you don't love God. I'm not taking away the fact that, uh, you know, that you're not saved. or uh, We're not taking any of that away, but, but let's face it. You know, it's one thing to say you're trusting God, another thing to trust God. It's, another, it's one thing to say you, have, you got faith in God, and it's another thing to put faith in God. Are you with me? Are you still glad you came out tonight? I'm glad you came out. All right, so uh, anyway, so trust in God, it says, with all your heart. Okay. So with all your heart. So the word heart in the Hebrew, uh, leb, okay, uh, just means core, center, kind of same thing as in the New Covenant. It means you, uh, the, the seat of control. Uh, it literally says everything, you know, comes out of that, you know, feelings, intellect, everything can come out of that. And of course, Jesus kind of clarified that too. He said everything comes out of the heart of man. Uh, Proverbs says that. So Solomon brought that out. Everything comes out of the heart of man. All the issues in life come out of the heart of man. Come on, somebody. Come on. Uh, your words, your actions, uh, everything comes out of the heart. Out of the abundance of heart, your mouth speaks. Come on. It just Everything comes out of the heart. So he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, the idea is if we can get the core, the center, 
amen, the seat of control locked on God, then guess what's going to come out of the heart? See, everything's reflected. You know, it's like grace. Grace is defined as a divine influence upon the heart, and then it's reflection in the life, right? Well, it's the same thing. Anything that you, you, you begin to lock your heart, your core, their center, literally your will, you could break it down to that's exactly what it is, okay, you lock it on to Him because you're trusting Him. You're giving Him place. You're acknowledging Him. Amen. So what you've done now is you're allowing your heart, amen, the seat of control of your life locked onto Him. So now you're given place, so there's a better chance now through the course of the day. I'm not saying that you can still, you know, get going along and ignore, but I'm saying that you at least now you have more of a, of a chance, if I can, oh, that's kind of maybe a rough word to use there, but more of an opportunity there to reflect God. And you're more apt to not lean on your own understanding. So this whole thing, see, we're just saying that this is how this, how this works. But if you don't watch it pretty soon, you know, we just, you know, to trust in the Lord with all your heart just becomes this religious cliche. It really don't, you know, you trust in the Lord? Absolutely, with all my heart. How about you? Yeah, with all my heart. And, of course, you know, you know no Christian's going to say, no, not at all. <laughs> no, I'm right now, I'm, I'm about as in doubt and unbelief as you can get. At least I've never really had nobody tell me that. But I mean, I can look at them and go, oh, it's, it's, that's obvious. But <laughs> usually they're still going to say, no, trust in God. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You gotta, see, this is how you, sometimes you've got to police yourself, you know, and that's when you stop and go, I'm really not in faith right now. I'm really not trusting God right now. I'm really leaning on my own understanding, and my head is really messing with me right now. Come on, right? Come on now. And it happens. And again, there's no condemnation with that because we've all been guilty of this kind of thing. But this is what we're talking about is, is you know, living a stress-free life is, you know, this is how it's got to happen is you've got to learn to stop and pause and acknowledge Him. Amen. And lock your attention. Lock the seat of control. Lock the heart. Amen. On Him. Give Him a place. Amen, to do something, to say something, to lead you, to guide you, direct you. Amen. Amen. So you're not leaning on how you see everything. Have you ever been wrong? Now, you all know the right answer. You all know the right answer. But, but sometimes talking with you, you forget the right answer. Have you ever been wrong? We've all been wrong. Because we've, we go along and we, we have a perspective, right? Come on, right? Right? I mean, we're going along, we're living on planet Earth, you know, we got, you know, breathing the oxygen on planet Earth and got two eyeballs and moving around and come on, you got two ears bringing in sound and, you know, and smells and all the senses are activated and you're going along and somebody does, somebody says, something happens and, and you're just, there's your perspective. So you make judgment calls based on your perspective and then, then come to find out you were wrong. It wasn't really like that. You just saw it from one angle. There was a, uh, some pick, and I, if I'd have had the picture, I would have put it up. This would have been a good place for it. And it just has a picture of somebody, of somebody, um, of somebody uh, 
uh, I think it was two people, and one person is, is running uh, from another person doing something or something, and, and then you, 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 they brought the picture in, and they just did a piece of the picture. And the piece of the picture looks a complete opposite. You can see the whole picture. You, you see more, but they brought it in, and, he, and it was just, just kind of acknowledging that sometimes all you see is this. And you draw a conclusion on this, but you back the picture up. It's like complete opposite. You know, a lot, now of course, you can all, you know, don't, 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 you know, shoot the messenger here. But, but, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like, you know, the police, right? Okay, this guy's poking at him, poking at him, poking at him, poking at him, poking at him. Finally gets fed up with it. And then at, at that time, everybody pulls their phone out. They get, a, they get the, you know, the cop, you know, being a little upset, maybe being a little overbearing or something. But, the, but nobody filmed what happened prior to that. Just saying. I'm not saying it's always the case, but sometimes that's exactly what goes on. Come on. You know, you come on the scene and you hear somebody, you know, rah! And you go, oh, that person. Yeah, but you didn't see what just happened three seconds before he went, rah! What's that? Oh, yeah, this is a true story. Okay, this happened to us, okay, and uh, Trudy was beating me, and, um, <laughs> oh, wait, no, that was a different story. Uh, let me, no, somebody came in, came into the office, and <gasps> just all weeping, <laughs> holding her on, <laughs> he, you know, he's beating me, he's beating me. Well, we were like, <sighs> yeah, she was bruised. It was, it, was, it was this arm, right? It was this arm. So she, and she was bruised. And it was like, she, oh, he's beating me. And so we, like, you know, get this story, and we, we start walking down the other, going out the door, and he comes in, he goes, is she okay? Is she okay? And you're like, well, huh. Right? Come on, right? And he says, yeah, I was going down, and she tried to jump out of the truck. I reached over, and I grabbed her and pulled her back in. Aha! Come to find out, his story is a little closer to the truth. The point is, you can go by just, <gasps> just saying. I'm not saying that's always the case, but I am saying that sometimes we don't have all the, the whole, we don't got the skinny on everything. Okay, you still with me? Yeah. Okay, I know these are touchy subjects. Okay, bear with me here a little bit, okay? A little touchy maybe, but the point being is sometimes all we have is this perspective. God sees it all. He knows what happened three seconds ago and what's going to happen three minutes from now or whatever. So the whole time is what we're trying to do is lock our heart, amen, the seat of control, giving him place so we're not leaning just on our own understanding because it will trick you. Your own head will deceive you. And it's usually your own head that causes you to be wore out all the time and stressed out all the time. So it's amazing by just once in a while learning how to stop, whether we're talking your prayer time or just along through the course of the day, and I recommend multiple times through the course of the day, learn how to stop, acknowledge Him, give Him place, 
so he can direct, he can guide, give you sound wisdom. Come on, somebody. I mean, think about how many times, you know, you want to, you know, get upset with somebody about something. And the Spirit of the Lord just shut it down by making a statement. And you go, okay, 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 yep, different perspective here. And all of a sudden it just changes. And you're not, you're not upset now. Now you, you can actually pray effectively now. I'm just saying, you know, uh, you, ever, you ever been duped? Is that too Midwest? Have you ever been duped? Okay, maybe it is too Midwest. Anyway, so, but, you know, we've been duped, okay? Have you ever been duped? We've all been duped, and maybe at times we've all duped. I don't know. But the point is that we've all been duped, all right? So what if, what if we're going along, and what if every day, you know, you just learn how to acknowledge God, and when somebody's trying to dupe you, Spirit of God goes say, you're being duped. God doesn't speak Elizabethan English. Come on, somebody. I know we all think he does, but he, uh, he may not. But anyway, he might with me. <laughs> You're being duped. I'm just saying, you know, what if, what if, you know, the Spirit of God can, you know, the Word says this. Let's give you a verse, right? Psalms uh, 91 says that he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, which means duped. Okay? So he will deliver you from being duped. All right? So, you know, what if, what if you avoided being duped all the time? <laughs> okay, we should change that word. Anyway, what if, you know, think about how much stress comes because we've been duped. Or we've been misled or misinformed. Done wrong. I mean, sometimes somebody does something, says something based on something they're going through, something they've been, something that just happened to them, you have no idea, and you just assume that, you know, and then pretty soon, if you, if you, if you, if you, you know, you keep following through it, now it creates one issue after another issue. Come on, somebody. One offense after, I mean, sometimes the enemy just stands back and laughs because it creates a little scenario, and it gets misread or whatever, and then next thing you know, you got one person upset, another person upset, another person upset, another person upset, and the whole time, if everybody would just stop. <laughs> Pause. Draw near. You know, be still here for just a second. Right? Hook up. Get a leading. Get a word. Get direction. Get clarity here. I mean, it just might, it might clean, clear up the whole thing. And think about then, if that got cleared up, there's nothing to stress out about it. I'm just saying, some of these things that we get all worked up about, and remember now, what is stress again? It is this chemical reaction that happens. It is the work of the brain with the body responding to certain things, triggering particular biological responses. <laughs> Chemicals and hormones surge through the body because you believed a lie. So these hormones and these 
chemicals. And I know there's other words, but can't say them. But anyway, these things are surging through your body because of a thought. And the whole time, if you would have had the full picture, it wouldn't be there right now. Because something has to happen when the chemicals and hormones start surging. It's just a thought. Right? So what happens is we react and respond through different means. Everybody has different ways. Some people, Rah! Some people, it's like, <laughs> All kinds of ways. Some people do things that they will regret because of a surge based on a thought and could have been a, a lie. Could have been, it could have just been a, listen, it could have been a partial truth. Could have been a partial truth but not a full truth. There wasn't some of the stories missing. Is anybody hearing me? In the meantime, we're reacting, responding, doing things. I mean, if you stop and you look at most church problems and church splits and church issues, all come out of this stuff. All of it comes out of this stuff. And the word says, it's, it, you know, an offense is nothing but a trap. It's just a trap, a snare, okay? So something happens, and in and, and my own picture, uh, the way I try to explain it to me, a uh, 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 an offense is like a bear trap, okay? A big old claw that's been, that's been chained to another location and staked down to the ground. This is what, this is what offense is, okay? But all, now listen, all this comes out of something you see, something you hear, something you've done, you respond, you react, and the whole time it creates this effect on the inside, and somehow, it, somehow it's going to be released, somehow it's going to respond, Come on, the whole time the Spirit of God could have just said, whoa, whoa, time out, breaks. So, uh, you know, I just see it this way. Okay, so you, you've stepped into a trap that you could have avoided, but you, you stepped in it anyway. And it's not that there isn't mercy. It's not that God can't get you out of the trap. But what happens is once the, once the, once the trap closes in on the leg, now we've got other emotions. And other surging things. Come on. And now, and we're, we're, and all you're doing is going in a circle. Because that's exactly what happens with your life. Because you can't, can't, can't go anywhere, can't do anything. And the whole time you're just going in a circle. And we have a lot of Christians just going in circles. Due to things. So the pausing, I'm grateful for my, my pausing with God. <laughs> my wife said she's grateful. Yes, amen. Sometimes my kids, I remember one time my daughter, when she was real little, I was having a stressful moment. And I get this little tug on the leg. I'm like, what? Can't you see I'm stressing? She literally looks up and says, Dad, 
Leave God. Go pray. And you're like, Okay, so that was like one of those moments, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, right? Come on. Somebody acknowledged God there. <laughs> Woo! But I'm grateful for the moments I stop, pause, and give God time because I could be stressed out on a daily basis. And I don't say that because I have more opportunity to stress out than you do. We all could be stressed out all day long if we want about things. Because we all have busy lives. We all have things going on. We all have family things. We all have financial things. We all have health things. We all have work. We all have, come on, we all have all these things that try to pull and tug at us all day long. Am I right? So, amen. So learning how to just stop and acknowledge Him, learn to lock your heart, amen, on Him, and not lean on the head here. Give him some time to, to, you know, to speak some. If anything, at least let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding that begins then to guard, it says, it guards the heart and the mind. So learning how to stop and just trust him here. Amen. And not let my head dictate can just can save you a lot of issues. And in the end, a lot of stress, or from falling into stress, okay? So, amen? So let's, uh, real quick here, let's maybe uh, back to that verse 5 again. Um, let's look at a, uh, maybe a couple verses here, a few verses, and then we'll, um, let's see here. Uh, how about everybody, look at your neighbor and say, trust in the Lord. All right, so let's do just a few verses here, and we'll, maybe we can let you go here. Psalms 118, put that up there real quick. I mean, you know, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. I said it's better to trust in the Lord, come on, than to put confidence in man. Let's try that one more time. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Okay. All right. Verse 9. So I think there's another one. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Okay, that even means that could be, we could relate to government. Somebody say, well, no kidding. But, but, but hey, a lot of people do. Um, I mean, that word prince actually means, means more than that, but um, it literally means, uh, too, of, of leaning on outside sources to supply. Okay, so, I mean, man and, and things and governments and all that, none of that, you don't put confidence in that. I'm not saying you don't, you ignore them or all that. I'm just saying, but you put your trust in God. That's who we trust in. Amen. Uh, give me a, let's see, I thought I gave you a couple more of those. How about Psalm 62? Let's put that one up. Uh, trust in Him uh, when you feel like it. Now what, when? At all times, right? Come on, at all times. Uh, at all times, you pour out your heart uh, before Him. That just literally means to make yourself vulnerable before Him. That's really what we're talking about, this thing about putting your heart uh, toward God, is, is you know, that's, that's really the truth. I mean, <laughs> okay, I'm going to lock, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. What I'm doing, I'm making myself vulnerable. Come on, and sometimes that's not real comfortable, depending, but sometimes it ain't, because right now, I don't want to do the right thing. 
okay, I know none of you, it's, it's all them other people that didn't come tonight. No, we've all been there. But you gotta, sometimes you've got to keep, you got to pour out your heart for him. In other words, make yourself vulnerable, right? God is a refuge for us, Selah. Now let's pause and think about it. God's our answer, always. He's our, he's our source, always. Amen. Are you, are you still with me? So look at your neighbor and say, trust in the Lord. Uh, put uh, Psalm 34. Uh, anyway, there's, uh, oh, taste and see. Here's another good verse, right? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Blessed, amen, or empowered, amen, to, to prosper, empowered to succeed is the man who Trust in Him. How do you know it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's beneficial to trust God? I mean, just, you know, God <clears throat> can put you in the right place. Give you the right attitude. <laughs> One of the words that the Spirit of God, I mean, everybody's kind of got the, the way that God communicates with them. But for me, God was always pretty good about saying, you know, when something happened, He'd say, what are you going to do about it? That's what he tell me all the time. What are you going to do about it? And I always know when he said that, <laughs> that means I better stop and think here real quick because, you know, I'm about to do something stupid. That's, that's usually what the case is. <laughs> so, you know, what are you going to do about it, you know? And, and when God asks a question, it's not because he don't know the answer, right? He wants to know if you know the answer, you know? And so, you know, usually that's, I stop and, you know, I, I realize, okay, and, uh, but I can't even tell you how many times in, in working or communicating with people um, where the Spirit of the Lord would say that to me and it, it put my heart in the right place to communicate because in a, a few seconds earlier, I wasn't in the right place to communicate. Come on. And uh, so, Spirit of God, what are you going to do about this? And it's like, ah, oh, so I, you just got to back up and, okay, wait a minute. I, right now, I'm, I'm, I've definitely got the wrong heart here. I'm definitely... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm more in anger or something or whatever or more whatever, uh, you know. And so right then I realized and recognized, okay, chill out, dude. Just settle down here and, and put a smile on your face and be happy or something, but not what you're doing. And so you shift it and change it. And, it, of course, then, listen, 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 then it, it changed the atmosphere, which changed the conversation. Come on, somebody which then changed the outcome, come on, and all of a sudden, usually in the end, you're going, because if that would have been up to me, it would have ended way different, and it wouldn't have been good. Anybody hearing me? Okay, so uh, anyway, uh, Proverbs 28, there's one. Uh, he who trusts in the Lord, right? Be a proud singer, serve, strive, but he who, of course, I would preach on that all night, too. Uh, he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. Amen. So, you know, he's of a proud heart. You know, it's all about you. I guarantee all you're going to have is contention and strife and division and discord and disharmony. But he who trusts in the Lord will be the one that prospers, the one that succeeds at all he does. Uh, that sounds like a good promise. Uh, Psalms 37, 3 and 4, another kind of good one here. Trust in the Lord, right? And do good, right? In other words, do the right thing. And just sow a do-good seed. Sometimes, just trust God, just sow a do-good seed, okay? In other words, just do what's right, okay, because it's right. That's what it means. And then it says, you dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. In other words, God's going to show Himself. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall then give you the desires of your heart. I mean, that's a promise to you, amen? Just by, by in the middle of whatever you're doing, you just acknowledge God. You know what? I'm just going to do the right thing here. Amen. Are you still with me? All right. All right, praise God.
Um, I know that we got a lot more, but I just let's just do one more. Uh, let's do the Proverbs 14 and 12, and uh, I think we'll, we'll just kind of end it on this. Um, Proverbs 14, did I give you that one? Proverbs 14 and 12, common verse. I've used it quite a bit. Um, you know, when you lean on your own, uh, on your own understanding, uh, you, what you're doing is you're doing what seems right. Come on, somebody, right? You know what I mean? Because to you it seems right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it seems right. But Hosea says that the ways of God are right. So it don't just seem right. They are right, all right? But Proverbs says there's a way that seems right to a man. In other words, but it's, it's going to end up wrong, okay? So the point is, is that when, when you're trusting in God and leaning not on your understanding, then you're not, this verse ain't going to apply to you because you're not going to do what just seems right. You're going to do what is right. Because God's going to have, amen, God's going to be able to reflect himself through your heart, through your actions, your words, your attitudes, all that kind of stuff, amen. And every time you just learn to give God a place, Amen. He starts leading you and guiding you so you don't end up on, on misery alley or, uh, you, know, you know, some, you know, death row, come on, somebody, uh, whatever you want to say, you know. You, nobody, nobody wants to end up in the way of death, uh, the road of death. It literally means ruin and destruction. Nobody wants to end up there. I said nobody does. Nobody wants to end up there. There ain't nobody, saved or unsaved, that wants to end up on that road. Nobody does. But most people end up on that road because they do what seems right. See, based, they lean on their own understanding, so it seems right to them. seems right to be this or act that or say this or do that or respond this way. It seems right. You seem justified, right? But God says if you'll learn to trust in Him with all your heart and lean not on your understanding, but yet acknowledging Him, he guides you, directs you. What happens is now, you're not just doing what seems right. You're doing what is right. Amen. And the whole idea of this whole thing is keep you out of a you know, stressful way of living. Instead, enter into a stress-free living. Amen. Anybody with me tonight? Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Appreciate you letting me uh, get through most of that there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Micah, for being patient with me tonight on that. Appreciate that. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we just give you praise and glory. And uh, Father, thank you for just the insight here tonight and just giving us some wisdom about this and, and really just uh, showing us the simplicity about this, uh, just doing, uh, just taking time once in a while just to acknowledge you. Praise God. And just to put our trust in you. Praise God. And so, Father, help us with these things. Forgive us for the times that we uh, that we were leaning on our own, uh, you know, our own thinking, and the times that we, you know, weren't trusting you like we should have been. And uh, but we know you're faithful. We know you're just to forgive us. We receive that. We thank you for that. We thank you for your mercy. Uh, but Lord, we're, our heart is to do what's right. Our heart is to to walk this thing right. Praise God. So, Father, I just thank you. Give us an ear that hears, a heart that receives. Amen. Open the eyes of our understanding as we're kind of moving along through the course of the day. Praise God. That every time we just pause, amen, praise God, we, can, we get that still, small voice. Hallelujah. Just leading us, guiding us, directing us. Praise God. And we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for every, every bidding, every prompting, uh, every leading. Praise God. We just give you praise for it. 
And Lord, as your word says too, we, that, that, that the one that loves wisdom, amen, we're, uh, we're walk in wealth and walk in prosperity and walk in success. So we want to we walk in that wisdom, praise God, as you, as you, as you give us that wisdom. We don't want to miss out on it, praise God. So Father, we give you praise, we give you glory in the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.